Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's Thursday night Bible study. Let's study the word of God together so we can hide it within our hearts so we can be pleasing in his sight. And so that when life's storms and trials and tribulations come our way, we have a firm foundation to stand upon, which is the word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to be starting out in the book of Hebrews. So you put your marker in the book of Hebrews. And we're going to talk about God speaking to us and knowing his voice. We're going to understand how to adhere to when he is speaking to us. Uh, what it means to hear the voice of God. That's what we're going to be talking about on tonight. God bless you. Let's get started in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and opportunity. We praise you and give you honor and glory for who you are. Now, Father, we just pray that in this moment, in this time, as we study your word, that you take out all distractions. Lord, help us to be attentive to what's being said. Give us clarity and thought. Enlighten us, O oh God, and empower us through your word. We thank you, Father, for we know that if we can just train ourselves to hear your voice, because your sheep know your voice, we can be better off in the things that we do and the choices that we make. Father, we bless you. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you got your Bibles, you got your pen, your notebooks, and come on, let's let, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hearing the voice of God. I know uh, growing up uh, from a little girl, you know, my grandmother used to always teach me to understand what it means when God is speaking. And she used to say, sometimes you in those still moments, like when you hear a voice or when you feel an unction in your spirit to do something, that is God speaking to you. Now, audibly, God does not, you know, break through clouds like, you know, it was written back in the day in the Old Testament. Thou must do it or this is my son. It's not like that today. Today, you have to be spiritually connected and knowing who he is. And it's something that you have to practice where you have a trained ear, spiritual ear to actually hear and know the voice of God. Because so many times people say, God was speaking to me and God told me this and God told me that. And in all actuality, um, it's more of a pushing and an unctioning of your spirit based on you spending time praying, meditating on him, studying the word of God and fasting. Because sometimes you have people that say, oh, God told me this, God told me that. And it's like they do things totally contrary to the word of God. And the, the voice of God, spiritually hearing his voice within us because of the connection through the Holy Spirit, it's not necessarily audible, but it's something subconsciously that we feel, that we leave it, that leads us and that drives us. So we, we is once again, it's because we've been in practice in prayer, meditation, studying the word of God and fasting. When people are saying, God speak to me and it contradicts the word of God, you have to double check. What, 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 what's being uh, said to you? Is that you talking to yourself? Is that you, you know, maybe you having a good intention rather than a God direct order? So those things you have to weigh in your spirit because some, once I, once again, a lot of people say, God said this and God spoke and told me that. And it, when God speaks to you and when the Holy Spirit leads you, it should not be contrary to the scripture. Let me give you an example before uh, I go any further. Say, for instance, if you say, Oh, God's going to bless me uh, with a husband. God told me he's going to bless me with a, a husband and he's going to bless me with a good spouse and he's going to be a good individual. Okay. But then you start talking to somebody else's husband. No. God said he's going to bless you with a husband, not somebody else's husband. 
And sometimes people say, well, God spoke to me and told me he for me. No, God's not going to tell you somebody else's spouse. Even if their relationship at the time may not be all that, it may not be, you know, on the up and up. God's not going to direct you to talk to another person's husband or spouse, whether you're man, wife, whatever. He's not going to lead you in that direction. Why? Because first of all, his word says what? Thou shalt not commit adultery, right? We're not supposed to covet another person's uh, relationships or belongings. That's the word of God. So therefore, your actions are contrary to the written word of God. So you can't say God told you to do that. That's off. God's not going to, oh, uh, God told, uh, I, I, um, I know over in my uh, uh, friend's yard, I know that they keep a case, you know, and they cans, they got some coins or whatever. And you say, God told me to go over there and take them coins because he'll take from the just and give to the unjust. No, you're stealing. If the neighbor didn't give it to you, if the neighbor didn't say you can have it. No, that's contrary to the word of God. Thou shalt not steal. Understand the point? So when God is speaking to you and there's the unction and a leading of the Holy Ghost in your spirit, it should always line up with the scriptures. Okay, let's go into the book of Hebrews chapter one and one. Hebrews chapter one and one. In Hebrews 1 and 1, we're told long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things through whom also he created the world. So it, it's letting us know there. It's, it's letting us uh, have a understanding that it says directly, uh, 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 excuse me, verbatim rather, According to the NIV version, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. So that's the way God directly was speaking um, to the people. Once again, um, as we were studying before in previous Bible studies, that God always sends a prophet to warn. He'll send a prophet to get things right, to tell the people to repent. To, uh, to, to tell them to get back in good graces with who he is in their relationship so there would not be any type of, of, of falling away or there wouldn't be any type of destruction or anything that's going to come up uh, to cause for a, a disconnect between God and his children. So he talked through the prophets and he talked to, through, through the things that they, uh, 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 they were able to uh, understand and those practices they would understand wherein it made sense to them. See, when God speaks to us, he's going to make sure that things make sense to us. And that's something that's also important. When when, when God is speaking to his children, he's going to tell us things in various ways, but it's going to make sense to us because there is the, once again, the connection and understanding who your father is. Now, sometimes it may be strange. Sometimes it may be like, oh, odd, like, but it's going to eventually make sense to you because you have willed yourself over to the spirit to be led by the spirit. So you understand, you come to a point where you understand that everything may not look like the norm when God is speaking to me to do something. But when he speaks, I'm going to understand because I know that it's coming from him. Once again, it's a practice. God's going to speak. And he's going to speak through various ways, but it's a practice based on you spending time in prayer, meditation, studying the word of God and fasting. Okay. Hebrews three and seven. Um, this references the old Testament and it says, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, okay, as the Holy Spirit says, the word says it describes an ongoing action which continues, okay, it's an ongoing action. The word says, meaning the whole, what the Holy Spirit says, 
Meaning that it's moving through time, it's moving through motion, and it describes an action that is ongoing. Okay, active word, it's ongoing. The spirit is speaking, meaning that it's happening today. It's happening in our time. What was written in the past is past tense, but in scripture, it is still spoken present tense. God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So that word speaks, the Holy Spirit speaks, or the Holy Spirit says, meaning that it's ongoing. It's a continuum through time. It's a continuum through time. God is constantly speaking through his Holy Spirit to his children so that we have an understanding and a connection as to where he is leading us so that we understand what we need to do and what our assignment is and for direction. Uh, once again, from the NIV version, it says, so as the Holy Spirit says today, if you hear his voice, if you hear his voice, it's all about having having an inclined ear. Having that ear that has, uh, first of all, your ear is connected to your mind. Your mind is what tells everything how to operate. Your mind has to be transformed and renewed to have an understanding, to have an ear, to incline itself to hear his voice. You have to have an inclined ear. Your mind has to be focused. Your mind has to be centered. And your mind has to be intentional in hearing his voice. Okay? So now that we've come to that point and to that understanding today, we have recognized that there are so many things that are going on in our lives wherein we can't always clearly hear the voice of God. We have schedules, we have meetings, we have family to attend to, spouses to attend to. Uh, you might be a, a, a caretaker of someone. Uh, you might be over an organization. You might be a team player within an organization. You have assignments, you have tasks. It's so many things going on. And that is why it's important that you take time out to spend time with the Heavenly Father to hear his voice. That is so important. Take the time out to hear his voice so that while you're going through your life schedule, you're getting direction. You're getting a downpouring on what to do and what not to do, how to act, how to conduct yourself accordingly to represent the kingdom of God. All of this is in, once again, connection to understanding the voice of God. When And when we say the voice, I'm not talking about the audible voice of God. That's not happening in this dispensation. I believe that day is going to come when he cracks the sky. We're going to hear something. But in this dispensation in time, God works through us and speaks by, by us allowing for the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us. Remember the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are three in one. The Trinity, three in one. So through the spirit of God, because God himself could not be here on earth, because if God himself was here on earth, the whole planet would just totally burst. Why? Because he is divine. He is sovereign. And in all of his majesty, it, the, the, this world and this atmosphere could not contain him. It would probably just totally blow up. So what did, what did he do? He sent his son, Jesus, in human form. Jesus did what he did. He gave us his sacrifice. He made a sacrifice. He gave a ransom for the sin of mankind so that they can be redeemed. He died. Was He was crucified. He, he died. They buried him. Then he rose again. Now he's sitting on the right hand of the father. So he did that and he came so that he, we, he could bear and feel our infirmities and he could understand our feelings. Then he said, I had to go back to the Father, but I leave you what? The Comforter, the Holy Spirit that will lead and guide you. So in the earth now, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of the of, the, of us 
who believe. Those of us who believe, the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of us. And that is how we connect. And that's how we can have a spiritual ear to hear our Father's voice. I hope I made that clear because I want for I want for anyone who listens to this, if you're five years old, to get an understanding that God is still speaking to his people. Some some uh, messages that are going forth, they are so man centered rather than scripture centered. People are so much into antics and hocus pocus that they're not focused on teaching people to hear the voice of God. I want you to leave tonight with an understanding of how to hear the voice of your father, how to be led by the Holy Spirit so that you do make proper choices and executive decisions for yourself so that you can be the head and not the tail. Okay, so we went over Hebrews 3 and 7. Glory to God. Psalms 19, Psalms 19. Now, Psalms 19, it describes... Uh, God and how he communicates once again to us today. Uh, when you re- read Psalms 19, just to break it down, just in, in, in uh, lesson structure, verses one through two says that we hear from him through his creation. The heavens declare the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. Now there's no denying that there is power in the testimony of the beautiful starry sky, the uh, the beautiful horizon that we see when the sun set and when the when the sun goes down, uh, the mountains, even uh, creatures such as eagles and all of those things that are part of nature, these things speak to us. These things, I don't know if you ever, those who live in the tri-state area, if you ever ride uh, uh, through the mountains of of the Poconos in Pennsylvania. So I'm telling you through nature, especially during the fall time when the season changes and the leaves starts to change colors, God speaks through his nature. There's a peace. There's an understanding. I even tell you this. If you ever have an opportunity to walk through a a, a park that has, um, you know, trees and, you know, it's it's a, a natural setting for you to walk through with trails. I'm telling you something. Sometimes you can get the most powerful messages. You can get the most powerful inspiration on how to set your visions and your dreams because nature speaks to us. God speaks to us through his nature. God, he He is conveying to us that I am almighty God. I hear you. I am with you through his nature. Why is he doing that through his nature? Because mankind can't make tree. Yeah, we can, we can grow a tree. We know how to plant a seed, but the seed came from God. So for us, for the for the way nature has been arranged in this earth, mankind couldn't have done it. God speaks to us and says, I am God. I am the Alpha, the Omega. I am the author and the finisher of your faith. That is what how he speaks to us. That's why it's important as believers that you go out. Don't cram, go outside. Don't cram yourself watching Netflix and binging out on Netflix. And you don't go outside and you walk. Feel the breeze, even, even the breeze, the wind when it blows, it'll speak to you. When you go out and you start smelling the flowers blooming, those of you who may have allergic reactions, go ahead and take you something. But do not deny yourself the handiwork of of what God has made for us to speak to us. You know, I remember I'll give you a story. I was walking on the campus of Oral Roberts University when I was attending there for my undergraduate studies. And um, the field was beautiful. It was, I mean, it was green and it was beautiful. And as I was walking to my dorm, I saw this one, uh, like a uh, purplish looking flower and I looked to the whole field 
And the field was all green and I only saw this purple looking flower. And when I looked down to it, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. And the Holy, through that one little flower, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and said, you have the ability to grow and you have the space. I'm going to expand your territory and your space so that you can grow into the, uh, the beautiful flower, blossom into the beautiful being that I created you to be so that you can stand out. So if anyone should walk your, walk in your path, they'll be able to see how you have blossomed and you have grown. And I'm, I'm giving you space to do that. God spoke to me through that little purple flower in a big wide green field. See, there's a message that God wants to speak to you. Sometimes you can be riding somewhere and you got to show you a sparrow or a bird and he'll give you a message. But if we close ourselves in to being in a house, apartment or a building and we never had time to go out to look at his firmament and to look and say, oh, my goodness, how great thou art. Get up one morning and experience the sunrise and the, the different hues of colors and the beautiful sky in the morning. Go outside one night when the when it's nice and clear so that you can look up and see the starry sky. God has a message for his children through nature, through his creation, and he will speak to us. He will tell us something that we need to know within that time. I love this one. Through his, through his handiwork, through creation, I say this a lot. I love when I see children and they turn around and they wave or they speak. There's a message in that. If a child turns around and recognizes the God in you, because I always say this, this is just my philosophy, this is not scripture. I just believe that the closest thing to God on earth is children. They're so innocent. They've just been created. They've just been placed from the atmosphere on high. Because what did the word say? He said, I knew you before I even placed you in your mother's womb. So he knew us. So we're coming right there from, from his hand here to the earth. And so when a child recognizes the spirit of God in you, that is something to, to gleam on. That's a message of inspiration. That's God speaking and connecting with you. It attests to his holiness, his greatness, his grace, his mercy, and his presence, and for all of his glory. That is what nature does. That the things that have been created by God, his handiwork, that is what it does. It's for all of his glory. Now, the psalmist speaks of the law and testimony, precepts and commandment, fear and rules of the Lord, when you continue in Psalms 19, 7 through 11. These verses explain how we hear from God through his word, the scriptures. Verses 10 through 11 state, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and keeping them, there is great reward. Keeping the word of God, keep it sweeter than the honeycomb. It's sweet. It says that right there in the psalm. And it lets us know that it's through his word, when we hear his word, when we study the scriptures, when we study the word of God, that is the, that is the word of God. That is literally what God had inspired the writer to write. So now it's actually, as we read it, it is speaking back to us. And when we do that, when we read the word and allow for the scriptures to speak to us, we're hearing the voice of God. 
And it says it's more to be desired than any gold, even fine gold. It's sweeter than the honey and the drippings of a honeycomb. I don't know if you've ever experienced um, the, the, the uh, raw sugar, or, excuse me, raw honey. Or, but I mean, it's extremely sweet. The dripping. Now, the honeycomb itself can be a little bitter. But the honey, that the sap that is drawn from the honeycomb is extremely sweet. Can you just imagine it's sweeter? The word of God, hearing the word of God, connecting to the word of God is sweeter than the honey on the honeycomb. All right. Second Peter one, second Peter one, 19 through 21, second Peter one, 19 through 21 declares. And we have prophetic word more fully confirmed to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but when spoken from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Once again, the words, yes, we had someone write them down. We have the scribes and, you know, the different authors of the books, but it came from God. Through the Holy Spirit, they were touched, they connected, they were inspired, and they wrote according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The words went down and they were transcribed, and they are now what we know as the Word of God. You can't take away and you can't add to what has been written. It is what it is. And what we have shared down through the centuries, what has gone on, and you, I know so many people say, oh, but King James this, and now they have NIV this and the other. The, the concept and the comprehensive overall explanation of the word of God is just that the subject matter is what is speaking to us. The subject matter, be holy, find holy. Now, in another version might say that God wants us to be sanctified. It, the concept is there. People say, well, you know, the different Bibles, this and the other, the, the Ethiopian Bible was, was here way beyond the King James ver version. So once again, it shows that it has survived. The word of God has survived the book of what we consider to be the Bible down through centuries wherein it is still standing and it is still powerful today. Many lives are being changed by those who read the word of God. Many lives are being encouraged. Many lives are being edified. Many people are being transformed and renewed in their mind by reading the word of God, by reading the Bible, by reading the word. So it lets us know here that we can understand the passages that we, when we're holding those passages in our hands, the Bible, that is God. He is, he is talking to us through the scriptures. So as I conclude on tonight, your question may be, Apostle John, I, I don't know if God is speaking to me. Once again, you have to allow first for the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of you. If you don't know who he is, you have to say, Lord, come into my heart, save me, deliver me, set me free. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want you to show me how I'm supposed to live this life abundantly. I thank you for your son who gave of himself for me. Lord, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Come into my heart. And if you say that, he will come into your heart. Now you open up yourself to be a temple of the living God. Know you not that your body is the temple of the living God? Once we accept him, now we open up ourselves and we say, Lord, I give my will to thee. We open up ourselves for the Holy Spirit to live on the inside of us. So now the Holy Spirit is there. 
Once again, remember, God couldn't be here on the earth because his, his, uh, uh, his, him being so sovereign and divine, it would blow it away. So he allowed for the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of each and every one of us. So now we know, we know when he is speaking because now the Holy Spirit connects and tells, okay, don't go over there. That group right there or that setting right there is going to lead to destruction. Turn, go, go in another direction. Don't, don't apply for that credit card. Because you're going to spend beyond what you can. But that's the Holy Spirit. And he's speaking. And you got to be able to have a practice ear. The Holy Spirit. Oh, it's three o'clock. Wake up. I need you to pray. There's a child that's in a situation. And you're like, what? What is this? Whenever your flesh is like, what? What is this? Incline your ear. That's the Holy Spirit. I'm chinning you to get up to move. Pray for that child. There's a child. That's about to go through a, a, a traumatic situation. I need you to intercede. I need you to pray. You have to be willing to move on what the Holy Spirit is saying. Now, I don't want anybody to leave this, this uh, Bible study being earthly, uh, uh, excuse me, being heaven bound, earthly no good. The Holy Spirit will keep things centered. Like I said, sometimes it will seem strange with the Lord. Like three o'clock in the morning, you tired, you done work, your 12 hour shift, and now you're waking up 12. That's strange. But you, I'm three o'clock. I'm sleeping, but it's now time to wake up because God is telling you to intercede for somebody in your family, to intercede for maybe a neighbor or a little child that may be somewhere far across uh, of the waters in another nation, in another country. That is how you know, because it's a strange thing, but it's something that you can do. If the Holy Spirit is telling you to bless someone, get a bag of groceries and put it on this doorstep right here. Follow the Holy Spirit, what it's saying. You don't know somebody may be in that home and they're on the last dime and they're saying, Lord, I need a miracle. Lord, I need something that God can be using you as his servant. But it's strange. Lord, I'm on my way home. Buy groceries for somebody. It sounds strange. But nonetheless, if you allow for the Spirit to lead and guide you, it's going to perform a miracle in that person's life who needs it. The voice of God, it still speaks. The Holy Spirit is still speaking. God, ha he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's here with us. Those of you businessmen and businesswomen, you're planning things. You're trying to write a book. Get somewhere still so that you can hear the voice of God. He's going to give you the words. He's going to inspire you and show you how to write it and make it plain. God is speaking. He is speaking. God is speaking today. It's an action word. It doesn't stop. The Holy Spirit speaks. And his speaking is a time frame that is a continuum that never stops. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I do pray that you receive something out of tonight's Bible study lesson. Until we meet or speak again, may the blessing of the Lord continue to make you rich, adding no sorrow to it. God bless you, family. Have a good night.